There's another podcast you should be listening to, TED Health, a podcast from the TED Audio Collective. Join host Dr. Shoshana Ungerleiter as she introduces you to leading health experts and breaks down the health questions you didn't know you had. Learn more about the way your body works and the newest insights changing the medical world, like what a smart bra means for better heart health, three ways to prepare for the next pandemic, and how we can all live healthier lives. Find TED Health wherever you listen to podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Hello, everybody. Uh, quick little announcement before this week's episode. Uh, on October 17th, we will pre- be presenting a live show at the Spatz Theater in Halifax in support of SickWish, our nonprofit initiative to make a bucket list adventure come true for a sick adult. Uh, in partnership with 365, we are trying to pack the house to create an incredible experience for our fans, for the students of Citadel High, and of course, to totally blow the doors off our fundraising. Uh, 100% of the ticket sales for that show that evening will be going straight to making someone's dream come true, and we need your help. So uh, you can get your tickets to the show over at our website, sickboypodcast.com slash shows. Again, it's in Halifax on October 17th, and uh, we would love to see you there in support of uh, something that we think is really, really important and really special. Hope you enjoy this week's episode, and we will see you on the other side. Welcome to Sick Boy, a podcast that talks about what it's like to be sick. This week's special guest is Atticus, the anonymous poet and New York Times bestselling author. Let's talk about it. It's good. If it doesn't, it's, it looks good here, and that's all it fucking matters. Yeah. Welcome to the world of fucking podcasting with a few boobs from Halifax who don't even know how to use fucking audio gear. Sitting in a radio station with trillions of dollars of equipment and we're not even using their shit. Uh, I love our life. Um, uh, Well, this is is exciting. Uh, I don't know why I'm turned up so fucking loud. Because um, you just fucked with everything. I did, I know. <laughs> it's also, though, just kind of your voice in general, so... Yeah, you're also, you're also a, just loud. I'm a loud boy. Yeah. A loud, loud boy podcast. Uh, so, very, very exciting, uh, the fact that we are still here in Vancouver. And this is it, guys. We've got, we've, we've got this recording that we're about to do right now, and then a live show tonight, and then we're getting the fuck out of here and heading off to some other beautiful part of this wonderful country. Uh, but we're, we're sitting down with a Vancouver native... And this is going to be really interesting because, um, uh, well, we were kind of talking about this before we started recording, but uh, you are known to the world as uh, Atticus. Atticus, that's Um, right. uh, But uh, to many other people in your personal life, you're known by uh, another name. (laughs) And and I guess we'll never fucking know what that name is because, uh, what do you call that? Like, are you living by a pseudonym? Yeah, I mean it's it's two things. It's just like write, writing anonymous, anonymously, and it's a pen name. Yeah. A pen name. That's yeah. that was what I was. Thinking. That's what yeah, you were right. looking for. Yeah, w- w- yeah. <laughs> who who had a pen name, uh, and and they were writing like J.K. Rowling did. Uh, yeah, didn't she, she, had a, she had a pen name? No. <laughs> oh, maybe she did. I she don't was, know. You you said that seriously, so it was mildly convincing. But she wrote a, a detective series. That's right. Oh, and uh, oh. she I she went she had, as like a. I a, thought she was writing smut. 
and had a pen name for it. It's smut, like like erotic novels. Is that what yeah. smut is? Oh my god, I yeah, would definitely time. read J.K. Rowling's sexy novels. <laughs> <laughs> so I much magic. <laughs> is she not the author of Fifty Shades of Grey? And she just did it under a different name. I guess so. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, so Atticus, Great book. Um, you know, I, I'm sure we don't really need to go into this uh, because. Uh, uh, you know, I feel like the entire world knows you. But in case there's anybody listening to our show who doesn't know who you are, who is Atticus? What is Atticus? Um, well, it's a good question. I, I can tell you about how it started. And, and uh, you know, more than anything, I, th- I would say I, I'd call myself a poet, um, but a writer. Um, but uh, I think it's maybe useful to talk about how Atticus came to be because yeah. I certainly didn't, uh, you know, wake up in my teenage years and was like, I'm going to be a poet. And right. certainly growing up in Canada, it's not something that's, you know, necessarily encouraged. It's yeah. like, you know, we were playing rugby and, and surfing and snowboarding and not doing poetry. <laughs> I, I don't know about you boys, but <laughs> yeah, that, wasn't my, that wasn't your spare time activity. No, it wasn't. It, never. It, it's funny that you bring that up because um, Taylor and I grew up across the street from one another and, yeah. and uh, we were big like uh, sports guys um, played many different sports, but primarily Taylor was a hockey player, and I was I raced um, sprint canoeing. Amazing! And uh, when we kind of got into our early twenties and I guess late teens, really, when we we started to grow out of that phase of of being an athlete and kind of explore other areas of life, um, the arts really like I, I felt really drawn to the arts. Sure, yeah. But it was something that I was never encouraged to explore. I felt as like hundred percent, yeah. like teenage kid, like yeah. a teenage guy, especially. Especially yeah. when you're like when you're excelling at a in particular in a sport, like yeah, absolutely. But I felt like I I was like holy shit. There's this like entirely new world and new way for me to be able to communicate like 100%. how I feel with the rest of the world. And it was like I was like man, I've been missing out on this for like my entire life up until this point. And Jerry, your experience is probably a little bit different because you were, you were, although you were an athlete as well, you were definitely more involved in the arts at a, yeah. at a younger age. Well, I'll say this, and maybe this would be a good way to transition into how this all started for you. Yeah. But, you know, I think we can all agree. I think we're all pretty much around the same age, pretty yeah. close. 14? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. I just turned 15. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but I think, you know, for, 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 for the four of us, and, and I think for a lot of males uh, within our generation, we grew up with this notion that, um, you know, vulnerability is a, is a fucking sign of weakness. And so, like, don't even, totally. don't even go there. And the like, arts basically drag that out of you. Wh- and it, well. <laughs> the vulnerability, I mean. It most yeah. certainly does. Yeah. You know, especially in terms of, so I, you know, I came up as an actor. And acting was my, it, it became my passion, but it also was this key for me to unlock this very vulnerable side of myself and explore parts of myself that, um, you know, I think is a big reason why, why we do this show, you know, in terms of talking about illness and, and, and being vulnerable with other people and hearing some of people, some other people's, you know, hardest moments in their life and, and sharing and all these kinds of things that when we were growing up, we were just told like, no, 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 bury that shit. Yeah. Don't you dare get caught crying. You yeah. know, don't like, don't talk about your feelings. Like none of that shit. hundred <laughs> percent. And, uh, as a poet, I mean, <laughs> it doesn't get more vulnerable. I don't think, you uh-huh. know, like that is, uh, you're, you're expressing your, your most internal desires and thoughts and feelings through word. And, uh, and you're trying to not only like, are you letting it out, but you're, you're putting it in a beautiful way too. Yeah. How yeah. did you, how did you come to it from like from the from the you know more sports background? Yeah. Well, 
so it happened kind of serendipitously. I was, uh, I went to France, um, and I had, uh, a chance meeting with an actor there, a guy named Michael Madsen. Um, do you know who that is? Uh, yeah, I yeah, know yeah, Michael yeah. Madsen. Yeah. Like, so he's like, like a bad guy from everything. Yeah. Bad guy from Reservoir Dogs, bad guy from Kill Bill. I think mm-hmm. he's like a bad guy in a Justin Bieber music <laughs> video. Like he's the, he, but he's like an American badass, you yeah. know, motorcycle riding. His voice, um, man. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Iconic. Um, What's that quote? Uh, you going to keep barking there, little dog, or are you going to bite or whatever from uh, Reservoir Dogs? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. God, fuck, he's so badass. Uh he no, it, he's not vulnerable. There's no way. <laughs> well, that's that was the most interesting thing. And so, like, I, I I spent a lot of time with him and became friends with him. And I found him to be one of the most profound people I'd ever met. And and you know, he taught me a lot about like fame and uh, cele- You know, his his celebrity, his history of celebrity, and and also his history of of like alcohol and drugs. Mm. And he started telling me about how poetry had saved his life. And you know, he was an American badass. Um, somebody who I always looked up to who wrote poetry mm-hmm. and um, he'd just come out with a book and I, a week later I was, in, I was in Paris and I saw something that I thought was beautiful and I was like I'm just going to start writing it down I just started writing uh, never expecting it to take off anywhere and I chose to do it anonymously so I like wouldn't you know bleed into the rest of my life mm-hmm. and it kind of just <clears throat> took off yeah how did it take off? because I mean like at this point yeah. now it really has taken off. You know, yeah. you're, you're in the middle of a, a tour right now, yeah, a, yeah. a book tour. Yeah, book tour. Third, um, third and, month. you know, I think you're, you're, you've surpassed a million followers on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, like, at what, at what point did you go, did it go from, I'm just fucking around and exploring this, this art, the, you know, the art of poetry to, holy shit, there's, there's a very large amount of people who are really resonating with the work that I'm, I'm cultivating. Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, I still think I'm just fucking around with poetry. But, <laughs> yeah. you, know, um, I, you know, it 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 just happens slowly and consistently. And um, you know, a couple big things happened, I guess, uh, early on. And and one was just like celebrities started sharing it, and and you know that just accelerated the growth. Mm. And then mm. uh, Galore magazine came out with this article, and and it called me the most tattooable, world's most tattooable poet. Um, because people start, <laughs> kept on getting these, these words tattooed on them. And, wow. Um, and is there, is there like an example of like the wildest like tattoo you've seen? Like did anyone get, you know, I mean, bro, there's just been so many, uh, yeah, <laughs> like uh, all across the back. Um, one of, you know, whoa, that's so trippy. And, yeah. It's like to it's, see like your words get like etched onto a person's yeah. body. Yeah. I mean, you know? It, it's been, you know, every time it's to, to this day, I, I get one and been like, and I get this like feeling in my stomach, like, fuck, I hope the grammar was okay on that one. <laughs> yeah. like, you know, like I no sometimes regrets. like whip these things up and I'm like, yeah, no, no regrets. regrets. No with regrets. an E. Yeah. Were you, like, do you, did you consider yourself to be like a bit of a writer before that? Because I, I just imagine you like having this idea to start writing poetry, but like, do you think that anybody can just start writing poetry or did you have this like skill um, that you were just kind of waiting for the right opportunity to, to let out? Yeah, I mean... No, I didn't ever think of myself as a writer um, and certainly not a talented, talented one. And I do believe anybody can write poetry. And, you know, I think, you know, anybody has something to say. Um, I grew up loving like Jack Kerouac, Hemingway, Hunter S. Thompson, Mm -hmm. uh, Sylvia Plath. And 
um, you know, I grew up reading these people and I was really inspired by them, but I never thought about writing it myself. Mm-hmm. I never thought about writing poetry. And, and it, it was really Michael Madsen that kind of opened up, it kind of gave me permission to explore that. Have, it, you, have you talked to him about that since? I have. Yeah. I mean, he knows. Um, I haven't talked to him recently, but like, you know, I, when I, when my first book became a New York Times bestseller, I sent him a note and was like, bro, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. It's that's- crazy how, how, you know, you said earlier, that you still feel like you're just fucking around and how with, you know, in this day and age with the internet, social media platforms, you know, podcasting and all that stuff, you can do something like this or like what you're doing and you're kind of, you're, you're sitting around, you're by yourself, you write something down and you know, you you press post or send or publish and all of a sudden, like, you know, we're just in here. It's just the four of us having a conversation and then all of a sudden it's, uh, and then it's thousands of people listening or it's thousands or millions of people watching and reading your shit. And it's trippy, it, yeah. it feels like it's just you, but it's not like you are, you're putting that out there to so many people. It's a very, it, it, it's something that, you know, we've felt like a lot is, is that the reason why it can be so, um, it can feel so like, kind of authentic and smooth is because it, it, we're not talking as if we're talking to thousands of people. We're yeah. talking as if it's just mm. the, a few of us here, mm-hmm. and then it, and then it goes out and it becomes this thing, and it's a, it's a really like kind of trippy sensation to have. No, I, and, and I feel the same way, and I, I feel like I'm still writing for just like the the first the thousand people that followed me. You yeah. know, it's like no different. Uh, it's just a statistic. Yeah, that, you know, mm-hmm. million whatever. Hey, have you heard much from you know we're talking about how Michael Madsen has has played this role in in you know, shifting your perspective or giving you this, this new sense of like, of, of wonder when it comes to utilizing poetry as a, as an art form. Have you heard from many people that have like been ingesting what you're creating and, and how it's touched them or affected them? Yeah. Um, I mean that, that's like the, the, the main message I get is, is, you know, that this, this affected me or like, you know, these were words that I, that I was thinking, but I couldn't, I couldn't articulate or, Mm. you know, I, I I read something and then I, then I, you know, I started writing and that's like, you know, one of the most humbling ones to get because, you know, I was, I was obviously inspired by someone, um, to write and, and if I can inspire anybody to write, I think there's a cool ripple effect that Mm. happens there and they'll go on and and do the same. But, and the way that like you can, that you can write something down or read something, somebody else reads it or you read something from somebody or whatever and it affects you in this way and you could you could go you could go hey man read this and then that other person goes that means nothing yeah mm-hmm. but to you it has just like kind of sh- like shifted the ground beneath your feet how you perceive the world how you yeah, look at everything totally. around you yeah. and to somebody else it could mean absolutely nothing and how you know, like anybody, if you've got any words tattooed, like, you know, if you've got any words tattooed on me, I know you do, I do, like, it's, it, it's, it can completely change the way that you see the world, and, yeah. and that is a, that would be, that would be so wild to, to have somebody, like, I'm, I'm kind of thinking again about getting words tattooed on your body, like seeing somebody, and, and your, your, how you must perceive that in the way that you're going, like, do you ever go, Whoa, whoa, you're gonna get that tattooed on your body? Are you sh- like, are you sure? Like, does it really, is it really like hitting you that hard? Because it's, it's something that's kind of like come from you and like a, a, a kind of an inspiration that struck you at some point. Where does that, like, where do you find that that shit comes from? Like, wh- is it stuff that you're seeing in your daily life? Is this thing that popped in? Are you sitting around thinking about it? Where does, mm. where do the words come from? Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just inspired by my life and, you know, growing up and my relationships and, you know, um, and different kind of muses in my life. I love writing, you know, I, I love like Paris and then Europe. Like I find I write a lot there and, and New York, I write a lot there. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very often inspired by, by cities or like nature. And Do you ever see Midnight in Paris? Yeah, totally. It's one of my favorite movies for sure. Woody Allen. Yeah. Um, I, I'm curious as I, I know that we were just talking about the messages that you get from people who have been moved by by your poetry. And I'm curious if, you know, one of the big themes and, and messages of, of our podcast is is opening up and being vulnerable and, and encouraging to people to um, share their emotions with their friends and their families and their loved ones. I'm wondering how um, you taking some of these most beautiful experiences that you had in your life and to meditate on them and sit down and think of words to describe them and actually write them out. I'm wondering how that affects your mental health. Like is, is it, is it something that you do to kind of, um, practice like gratitude and, 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 you know, um, find ways to, to kind of articulate the things that you're experiencing in your head that maybe you want to like get out? hundred percent. I think poetry has kind of revolutionized my mental health, I would say. Um, and for a variety of reasons, you know, I think it's really changed my relationships. It's helped me be more vulnerable. And I think, you know, if anybody's ever been in a vulnerable relationship, you, you can attest that, that that's how you make a real connection with somebody. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, I feel like I, I speak for a lot of guys, but certainly, I mean, this is encouraged in Canada, but to, to not be vulnerable as a, as a guy. And, and I think that, you know, we take a lot guys obviously just take a lot longer to like grow up and stop being boys and to be men and, mm, and yeah. to make that shift. And, and so for, for me, just like learning to like be vulnerable and to process my emotions and to like not take it out on somebody I'm in a relationship with has mm. really changed. Is that something that, that, that moves from like just being like pen to paper to, to something that you even practice in, in like having conversations with people as well? Yeah, hundred percent. I'm just, yeah, I feel like I'm more in tune with emotions and I'm not kind of scared about about it anymore. I mean, my, growing up, my little sisters, my, all my sisters would always say like, I love you, like getting off the phone. And I was always kind of like weird about it. Like it, it was like so <laughs> awkward about it yeah. growing up. Yeah. And now it's just nothing, you know, it's like, I'm completely fine to like tell somebody that I love, I love them. It's just, it's nothing. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Do you guys feel like that, that it's changing a lot or it's starting to change with more so like the shift in mental health, like just the, you know, you know, you get big, big proponents of it, like Bell Let's Talk, for example, like when they're talking about mental health and talking about yeah. it and not having it be like a stigmatized thing. I think there's a shift in the like generational views on what it means to like to yeah. to to reach out and like and actually talk about the issues going on in your life. You know, like I, I think that and, and I don't know where that comes from, like if it's. Mm-hmm. If it's because we, it, it honestly, it's probably a, uh, a product of the younger generations looking at the older generations and going, "You what guys are fuck? fucked, yeah, the, 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 How did you? How the, have you guys <clears throat> lasted this long?" Well, this the is thing crazy. that I think is, is <laughs> you, know, like, you know, with the advent of like the internet and people being more connected, I feel like there's more people to be accountable to one another. You know, like it's it's harder to like find. Yeah. Your, yeah, but also there's there's this whole thing about how you know maybe maybe, maybe we could kind of shift to talk about this a little bit because I'm kind of curious to know what it what how social media has kind of like affected you in your career. Obviously for the positive, yeah. uh, but but we live in an age now where like it's very very obvious that the, you know the stats are coming out that 
although we we like to think that we are at a time where we are more connected than we've ever been because of uh, you know the creation of social media and and the way we can connect with people from across the world in in ways we never have been able to before in the past. Mm-hmm. Yet we are yeah. also the like the loneliest we've ever fucking been, the saddest we've ever been. Anxiety is on the rise, like all those types we're, of things. We're more connected, but we're not more intimately connected. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, right. There's a false sense of connection. Mm-hmm. It's not. I don't think it's a true connection. Mm-hmm. And so. Um, and like the way that the internet is, like you can go on and you can share <laughs> poetry, or you could, you know, have aspects and just like and just look at that. You yeah. could look at that all day on Instagram, or you could yeah. look at poetry and be inspired. Like yeah. you know, like it's you, it's you could get a PhD online, or you could watch porn all day. Like, but coming back to this point of like, like, is there a shift? I think I think that making like I think the the younger generation making that realization that like, oh yeah, wait, social media is having this negative effect and it's like kind of changing the way that people are are feeling about opening up or or reaching out for help like the stuff that jack.org is doing with with be there like that's a a perfect example of like how the youth are are really like taking it on their own to to provide resources mm-hmm. to people that are that are struggling with their mental health um anyway all that said how has how has like the how has social media has social you, I can't imagine. I have like ten, maybe close to ten thousand followers on Instagram, and I'm like, that sounds that feels feels like a lot. That feels like a lot of like pressure. (laughs) One point, like whatever it is, two million followers. Like, is that how do you not get, or do you get sucked up in that and like kind of lost in that world, Um, or like has it had an effect on you in terms of like your mental health or just you as a fucking human? Yeah, I mean. There's a lot in there, and and I'll start with this. I think there is something really terrible going on with social media and, and how it and how um, connected it makes us. It, it like makes us think we are, but we're just not, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. and I think that you know the the stats are coming out, and we are feeling way lonelier, and we are feeling not connected, and I think it's a really dangerous thing, and and I I get sucked into that just like anybody else on my personal Instagram on my, uh, on Atticus. Um, and I think it's, I, I think it's really dangerous and I think it's going to have a bigger effect than we know. Do you, sure. do you mm-hmm. think that, uh, using a pen name for Atticus at least gives you like some type of buffer zone between like your own I- identity your your identity and the identity of the social media account itself. Yeah, absolutely. And and to be perfectly honest, um, my anonymity um, certainly, as the account's grown and and got more kind of notoriety, um, has been really really important to me because I you know I, I live in LA and I'm just surrounded by people who who struggle with fame. Even Michael Madsen, you know, and his mm. struggles with fame mm. and and celebrity. It's not all it's cracked up to be, and that's just a fact. Yeah. And you know, getting recognized on the street and and things, it comes. It's it's such a double edged sword, and you got to be really sure that that's what you want. And I and yeah. I was pretty sure that, that I, that's not what I wanted. I mean, mm. like you look at you just 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 go buy something at any like box grocery chain, and you're gonna look at you're gonna look at tabloid papers that are that are telling lies about all the people that don't have public personas. It's like. All, yeah. It's like shit about Brad Pitt, and Brad Pitt's like, I've I basically just live at my house, and like that's all I do. <laughs> like, like, he, like he's not like a public. He he, he he seems to be, you know. There's a there's a number of like films like film stars that seem to like 
really have a good handle on their fame. Yeah. And like not, they're not, seem a, to, yeah. they seem, yeah. they seem to. And like it, it's, it's like these, t- these tabloid magazines are trying to, they're like, well, fuck. <laughs> Go out and do something. Let's just just say that just say that him and Aunt Jennifer Aniston are having a baby. <laughs> like Brad Pitt locked up in his house for days. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, I'm just smoking weed, man. I'm just yeah, I'm just hanging. I'm just hanging around. Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, like I don't have to be out like like doing lines off a hooker's ass to like be a, like just because I'm a celebrity. Bill, Bill Murray has this really really good quote. It's like, if you want to be famous. Get rich and then see if you still want to be famous. Yeah, yeah right. It's an interesting. He's yeah. he's a he's been a fascinating individual. He is a fascinating because like he's just taken his fame and and flipped it upside down <laughs> in the most like I don't know what like, a the legend most bizarre notorious way. It's so like I I I really like just dream of the day that I'm at some karaoke bar, just drunk off my ass, and then Bill Murray walks in, and, totally. and I'm like, oh, my God! And he, you know, she starts singing Sweet Caroline or whatever the fuck. Man, I, yeah. I've always, like, like I, I would say I'm a fan of Justin Bieber, not because of his music, but because I support him as a person, because I find that watching, like, watching that, that kid go from being a child celebrity and being put on this pinnacle where, like, or on this pedestal where he's, He's just worshipped in this way where like no human being can can possibly deal with that level of like fame and celebrity. And then and then people are just watching him and and he loses his fucking mind because like he's he's being pressured by like well, everybody you, on this entire yeah, planet how? to like, like how do you do not crack thing? under that and pressure? And you know, it yeah. used to be it used to be like sports stars and like film stars that came up as like young people that got fame, got a lot of money, had a lot of struggle because, you know, you're given fame and money at a very young age. It's very hard to deal with. You don't really know what to do. You've got all this access. But now in the realm of, in the world of the internet we have now, that's happening with, you know, just like, you know, quote unquote random people mm-hmm. all, yeah. all over the world <laughs> that, that do something on social media and it gets them. And then, you know, all of a sudden, and to say that you're to, huge, to, like maybe a fan isn't the right word, but I, I would say I'm rooting for him because I just feel so bad that like there was this human being that was just uh, put this incredible amount of we, we as a society put this incredible amount of prepa- uh, pressure on him. Yeah. And then, you know, he goes downhill and then we then we just bitch him out for like mm-hmm. everything that happened to him and all the choices that he made. It's like, how is he supposed to possibly make rational decisions yeah. when like you're putting that type of pressure on him. Yeah. It's insane. I know, I I know we were talking about, you know, that, you know, Atticus being anonymous, there's, there's, there is that, that sort of saving grace there where you, you don't, you're, you're almost removed from the, the pressures that might come with that, that, you know, that amount of fame or that amount of celebrity. But you also know that world too, uh, through, through other aspects of your life. Um, and like, how has has that had a how much of an effect has that had on your just on your day to day life? Like, has that been a struggle for you or um, that the, the other aspects of my just, life? Yeah, just like just just fame in general. You know, like the <clears throat> the the side of fame that like most people listening to this just will never fucking know. Um, yeah, no, I mean totally, and and you know, just being surrounded by it, I just see it every day, and I you know just just being friends with who are, who are quote unquote, uh, influencers and, mm. and have big followings and they're just kind of in the public eye. And, and so often they're kind of chasing this, this, this thing, this, like this recognition and, and, you know, they'll be the first to tell you like, uh, yeah, I'm miserable. Like I'm mm. so, you know, I, I get flown around the world. I, you know, but I'm, I'm in Bali 
and I'm just, I'm miserable because I'm all alone mm. and, and you know, that I'm not really chasing these things for the right reason. It's just another beach. It's just another airplane. And, and I know it's weird to say that and you're like, oh, poor person. But everybody's like, you know, I, my point is that like so many people are like, I want to chase that lifestyle, but they don't really think about why they want to chase that mm-hmm. lifestyle and they're yeah. kind of chasing it for the wrong well, reasons. Well, I mean, it's a, Ooh. it's a, it's and especially with on the side of social media, it's very easy to you know curate the way that the way that your life looks. Yeah, and you know people with people who um, you know people who are putting it out there. You know this place, this place, this place. Look where I am. I'm you know I'm walking onto this private jet. I'm getting into this car. I'm at this sweet hotel. I'm in Bali, yeah. <laughs> which yeah. is hilarious. Yeah. Um, and and you know. The, 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 all the other aspects of their life, the, the problems that they have, the, the relationship issues, the whatever, the m- mental health, whatever illness, whatever it is, you don't, you don't see that side. And it's not, yeah. it's not, you know, it's just a, it's a, it's a, it's a fraction of, of the reality of, of what, what people, what people's lives are like. Mm. You know, I, when you're talking about just like notoriety and stuff there, I was thinking about how my, one of my favorite things about being in a big city, we're from Halifax. So like, you know, fucking everybody, um, but like going to Toronto, going to Vancouver, LA, New York, whatever, I love walking down the street and going, nobody knows me. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I feel so oh, like, I feel like I'm wearing an invisibility cloak. I'm just like, fuck yeah, this is awesome. Because <laughs> in Halifax, like. You're not wearing an invisibility cloak. <laughs> not at all. Even if no one knows you, everyone still knows you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? It's funny because uh, we were talking about doing mushrooms the other day and, and like when I'm, when I do mushrooms, I want to be like in a close, like a group of four or five people. Everybody's doing it. We're yeah. on our own. But um, one time I was at a music festival and I did it. And and they're turning on me. And it was like, <laughs> but, you know, what's funny though. It was actually it's funny because we we weren't in Halifax. We we're in another city, and like it still felt like that closed group of people because you just don't know anybody else. So yeah. it's like. And also, it's music plus festival, we went. Plus, so. it was plus it was probably Oceaga, and like eighty percent of Halifax went to Oceaga. <laughs> <laughs> like everywhere like, I turned, no, I was like, "Oh no, so safe. <laughs> I see you every day at home." Yeah. I'm so high. I think you got lucky there, Brian, because I feel like a lot of people do psychedelics in a very large group of people, and it can, can very much turn into like, uh oh, uh oh, a stampede might start. <laughs> Where's that coming from? <laughs> Sick Boy Podcast will be right back after this very short break. Are vegans actually unhealthy? Does cannabis ruin your sleep? And why are so many men taking testosterone supplements? I'm Mitch. And I'm Greg. And we're the creators of the popular YouTube channel ASAP Science. Every week on our podcast Side Note by ASAP Science, we explain the science behind a controversial subject with recent research, up-to-date studies, and ridiculous stories so you are entertained while, bam, simultaneously learning. We're here to make science make sense. Download Side Note by ASAP Science wherever you got your podcasts you're on a book tour right now yeah yeah uh, what's your what's your book that you're that you're doing the tour for so i just came out with my third book and i i'm i'm actually uh we got some really incredible news two days ago is that it, it went it made the new york times bestseller list wow again. That's so, yeah. what this congrats yeah, no, it's crazy. that's so crazy people are reading poetry and it's insane yeah well i mean I, I mean people are reading it. people are getting it tattooed all over their body there do you have the same sweater on sorry to yeah we do yeah, i think that. you guys nice. do yeah <laughs> that's why brian's taking it off he's like <laughs> yeah. one of us has to change unzip me hot in here uh, and so the tour is you're you're going around, yeah. Um, uh, and you are you're doing 
you're doing these like readings in front of people, like sort of. Yeah. Yeah. How does that work to keep your, 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 I can never say this word. Anonymity. Anonymity. I'm, I'm so bad at it. We all got it. Anonymity. 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 I gotta say it faster. I can't say it. Either. Yeah, that's, that is the trick. That's it. Anonymity. Anonymity. <laughs> no, fuck. I fucked it up. Anonymity. 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 Fuck. I actually can't, like. Benedict Cumberbatch. How do you say that? Anyway, well, uh, what was my question? How do, how do you how, how do you manage how, the <laughs> on a on a tour where you're, you're showing up in anonymous? public? Yeah, um, I wear a mask. I, I go to, the, I do these, these, a Michael Madsen mask. It's just, it's just <laughs> <laughs> um, do you yeah, have the mask I, with you right now? Uh, I do. It's in one of these bags. I can show it to you. I'd love to Spencer see it. can get it out. Yeah. It's in, it's in the, yeah. this one. Um, um, yeah. So I, I, I just wear a mask and I do, I do these readings. Um, I, I wanted to figure out some way to, you know, remain, remain anonymous but also go and connect with these people who are connecting with my words, who are getting tattoos. It's like, I felt I wanted to get offline. You know, it's like, you can have these conversations, but it's exactly like we're talking about. It's not real. You know, I want to look people in the face and, you know, in the eye and, and shake their hands. And I was like, I wonder if there's a way I could do both. And so I'm like, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to wear a mask and, and, uh, do these events. And so, Mm. yeah, I have a lot of fun and then like, yeah, it's great. How how do you, how do you manage it in the way that, that you are kind of like confident that it will, that it will, that you can remain anonymous. Um, you know, for me, for me, it's like, I'm not that worried about it. You know, it's like, you know, if, if a couple people find out who I am, I'm not worried about it. It's just like, for me, I just want to do the best I can to remain as anonymous as I can and to make it more about the words and less about who I am. Yeah. And, you know, to keep a level of kind of privacy during this whole thing. So, totally. so I'm not that worried about it. I'm not that precious about it. You know, it's like people often, I mean, we were talking about before, has anyone come and like tried to grab your mask? And I'm like, mm. no, thankfully, you know, most of the people that, that come to these things are really incredible mm-hmm. human beings, like so nice and in tune and, and whatever. But, um, and you know, and if, if that happens, it's like, what, you know, whatever, who, who fucking cares? Cause like, I think about short. like, like I think about like when I, whenever you see every so often the same article that's been like making its rounds every year or two where it's a fake article and it's like Banksy's identity has been revealed (laughs) and you're like, click, 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 click. And whoever runs that website is just like, they're just, their ad dollars are going through the roof because everyone's clicking on this article trying to figure out like, uh, who's Banksy. Is Uh, there like a secret society of like, Anonymous Do you pers- know Banksy? personalities <laughs> that get together and yeah, like anonymous chat artists, Daft yeah. Punk, Marshmallow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wish I, I would go to that retreat. <laughs> I would go to that party. That'd be sweet. And you guys all take your masks off, and you're like, oh, yeah. it's so Finally. nice. God. <laughs> oh my God, you're Kevin Bacon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Banksy is Kevin Bacon. <laughs> it's it's just drop. Kevin Bacon yeah. who shows up in you, and he's all he's, of them. he's all of them, <laughs> and he wants to kill me and take over yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just consumes you and takes over your instagram account oh fuck uh, love footloose kevin <laughs> <laughs> but I, su- I suppose like you know if they're speaking of you know say there's a time where somehow it gets out and and your your identity is revealed there's something kind of 
it's not like your career is going to end right then and there. You know, it's like there. I feel like there would be some sort of it's kind of like when J.K. Rowling was writing all that porn and then we all figured it out. It, then she was like, well, I also have this thing called Harry Potter. And, you know, her career took off. Um, but it's like kinda it, like a sex tape for a poet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like revealing yeah. your identity. I mean, listen, like my my publisher, like. Everybody who, every my publisher, my you know editors, everyone's just mm-hmm. like my agents, just like, can you please release who you are because you'll you oh, know, really? it'll grow exponentially. They, you know they, they're like release it, and I'm just like nah. Oh, interesting. I would have thought that the That's, anonymity would like kind of have this like kind of str- play this yeah. strange role in like growing it and growing it. Yeah, I mean uh, I don't know, and perhaps it has, and and it, it certainly has become you know the, the symbolic for that, and mm-hmm. and you know for that for that reason amongst the ones we've we've talked about, I, I I like to keep it anonymous, but you know they're like they they think that you know if you attach a face to it, it'll just become like. You know, like all these other things, like mm. a celebrity and influencer and, and... Right, like, oh, we could capitalize yeah, yeah. way more yeah, if you, you were public. Totally. Mm. Yeah. I think it's admirable that for your own, like, sanity that you that yeah. you keep, still remain to keep it anonymous. Yeah. Because, well, thank you, yeah. Yeah. I also feel like it's kind of fun, you know? Like, is there a part of you that's like, let's see how long I can take this? You know, like... 100%. Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. Like, sure. Do you ever, like, sneak around with a girl? Like, you know what I mean? And like, no one really knew that you were hooking up and it was and like, and, I, and it was the best. Friday and I, my wife, my wife and I, when we first You're still started, sneaking around, uh, no one, no one knows. Oh, shit, I just said it. It's just the way that you said that Taylor made it seem like really like, I thought you were talking uh, like, about like, like really like, nefarious. Yeah. Did you ever sneak around with a girl? Like currently? I was like, dude, Hila listens to this podcast. Are you sure you want her to hear that? But Friday and I did that and there was something very, it, it is very like exciting you know right. totally very and and even i you know i can imagine it's very it's a very similar feeling even with yourself being anonymous like there's something kind of sexy and fun and, and exciting about that the world sexy. Me, i think the world could use a little more mystery it's yeah. like you know everyone's just being like this is the protein powder that i put on my face to make you know <laughs> everything it's like let's, yes. let's keep a little bit of yeah. something yeah. You know? yeah i mean you know I mean, you could probably get a deal for like, you know, mask sheen. Like, this is how I, this is how I polish. (laughs) This is my new, yeah, face mask. Where, what, uh, uh, where did you get the mask? Like, what was the, you know, were you just on like Venice Beach with like some (laughs) random fucking vendor and you're like, that one? uh, Pretty much. Um, no, I mean, it, it, again, it was just like, it was just the mask that I just started wearing and it, and it was never, it was never necessarily about this mask or another mask. It was just about remaining anonymous and I could show up to my event tonight wearing like a clown mask and it would, would probably go less well, but it's like, that's the, the point is it's <laughs> not like, totally on brand, yeah, but. not totally on brand, probably scare some more people, but, um, yeah, it's just about, you know, just, just trying to keep a bit, a level of anonymity. Yeah. Oh, nailed it. Now that you said it, it's <laughs> yeah, like the yeah. word has lost all I meaning. Know, I, <laughs> I, I kind of want to shift topics a little bit here. And, and I'm curious to, we talked about like growing up as, as a guy and like being involved in sports and athlete and then, then kind of getting into exploring the arts. How did your uh, guy friends um, uh, handle when you told them that you were writing poetry online? Um, yeah, I mean, they, they kind of started figuring out slowly and and to be honest they're the most encouraging of everybody i would say i assume i assume so yeah i mean and and i don't know if you guys have found this but as you get older you kind of you you're you get some like true friends who are totally like Mm -hmm. you're real boys and you know it's like you know you're in it for the for the right reasons and Mm -hmm. all that but yeah they've been the most the most supportive and um um do you you ever run into people who are like oh you're a guy who writes poetry like 
like these guys give me a hard time because I really like I I love inspirational quotes. Yeah. And uh sometimes I like to start my day by just like reading them. Yeah. These guys give me a hard time all the time. They're like, Do you have a cursive writing quote on your wall? Like painted <laughs> yeah. there? We, and, yeah. Uh, it's been an, uh, an ongoing laugh, joke. Dance yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually Brian has that one tattooed. <laughs> no, I don't, but yes, yes, I do. I've seen it. So and it's on my low back, but <laughs> yeah. we don't really show anybody, but Yeah. I mean you know, for Until me, you bend over. Yeah. <laughs> just saying. Like, um, for me, it's it's a balance. Like I, I just try to have. There's an there's an incredible book, and and I'll butcher the title, but it's something like the king, the 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 wizard, the lover, the and it's it's about how every man should be, or you know, every person should have these like four spectrums of mm. who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think one of them's poet, and. For me, I've always just like tried to create a balance of those things in my life, you know, like, um, and, and it's like, I, f- I try to balance the masculine and the, the feminine energy, if that makes that sense at all. You totally. know, it's like, I've, yeah. I've been boxing since I, you know, since I was 10 and I think it helps to like write poetry and then go spar somebody for two hours, you know, and, you know, mm. ride motorcycles and, you is know, it, whatever it is. Is but, it king, warrior, magician, lover, rediscovering yes. the archetypes of the mature masculine? Yes, that's it. That I'd sounds, recommend that book to anybody. That sounds yeah. really cool. People yeah, think yeah. like that stuff needs to be mutually exclusive. <laughs> like you can't, you can't, you can't do one if you do the other. Honestly, it's a problem. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It, it is. Cause it's like, it's like we were all, we were all talking about, we come up from these like sports teams and like I did the same thing and it's it's like there's only one mat, you know. It's the masculine. This it's the kind of king in this yeah. in, in, in this sense, and and you know what it creates is this like toxic masculinity. Or well, that like, is yeah, that is the it. definition of toxic. Yeah. Masculinity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I used to um, yeah. I used to to live in Dubai, and when I was oh, working wow, cool. there, like my my core, all of my friends that I made there were um, from like the soccer community. So oh, yeah. um, all of my all my friends were like these like English guys oh, yeah. who are like you know, love to go drink, watch rugby, cricket, and play soccer. Like, that's pretty much it. Yeah. And uh, and I went to do my yoga teacher training yeah. while I was living in Dubai. And <laughs> I went away for, like, six weeks to India, and I came back, and they just gave me, like, the hardest time. Oh, yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, like, you're just hanging out with a bunch of girls. Are you a woman now? And, like, just giving me this hard time. And the funny thing is, is that, like, I, it never bothered me, yeah. but I always felt so sorry for them yeah. that they didn't, that they didn't even consider the, yeah. the like exploring that side. Like, Which could not be side. like more different than like our experience where, like, well, Jeremy and I met on our, we did our yoga teacher training together like almost you a guys decade have ago. You all done your yoga retreat? Yeah. 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 Your yeah. yoga training? Yeah. yeah. We've, all, we've all been teaching for years. Yeah. Probably like the most positive, the biggest positive impact in my entire life was was doing that. Yeah. Really? And yeah. Totally. so Jared and I met doing that yeah. and then I came home and... And or we came home and Jared, well, that was like when our relationship started. And then everyone in our friend group has since gone and done it. It was like the exact opposite. We came home and everyone Seriously, was like, yeah. everyone was like, whoa, dude. Wow. That sounds fucking awesome. Tell me about it. I want to go and do it. Yeah. yeah. And like all of our partners are yoga teachers too. And, and, really? uh, and yeah. yeah, there's a lot of yoga yeah. going on. <laughs> My brother's <laughs> a yoga. <laughs> I'm just realizing that now. What yeah. the fuck? Yeah. 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 I teach yoga. Amazing. You yeah. teach yoga. You teach yoga. Your girlfriend does. My girlfriend does. Your girlfriend does. <laughs> My brother does. <laughs> My wife does. <laughs> That's right. Wow, and your brother's yeah. wife does. <laughs> and so, when you guys look so healthy and smiling all the time. <laughs> but, but the thing is, is that like it's not, and it's not just, you know, we were talking to somebody yesterday who was on the podcast about practicing yoga and they're and and they were like oh well like i don't know if i'm fit enough to do that and we're like well no it's not not even about the physical aspect yeah. of it like the mental side of it um explore like 
like practicing meditation and, and I gratefulness. Just, I was just thinking that. Could you imagine like you went and hung out with guys and they're just like making fun of you for meditating? Like, yeah, you know, it's yeah. just like, <laughs> well, like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have you tried like, it? <laughs> to what you said about like, you know, how you, at a certain point you get your real friends and yeah. like that's your, that's your real mm-hmm. group. You know, it, when you get that, it becomes more and more taboo to, to put people down for stuff. Like, yeah, on a, like to, for real to put people down, you know, there's a, there's also, there's joking and there's ribbing about like, you're doing this and you're doing that. If you uh-huh. have friends that are discouraging you from trying new things or yeah. exploring things yeah. that might be of interest to you, then yeah, you they're need, not your fucking friends. You need to shift. You and need to think is, about that. I think there's a difference between harping on somebody and then like actually believing that like you doing your yoga training is a bad yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah like, I would feel yeah. sorry for them yeah. too. It's yeah. like, I think like anybody who's had any sort of like enlightenment in like if you've evolved to a certain mm-hmm. point, you know that this stuff is real and it works yeah. well, and it makes like it's like Taylor and Jeremy poke fun at me for for like liking inspirational quotes, but yeah. they don't actually think that it's ba- no. like a bad thing that <laughs> no, I No, because every time I, I read an inspirational quote, I'm like, that was nice. <laughs> it makes me want to live. It makes me want to love. It makes me want to dance. It makes me want to laugh. You're dancing yeah. right now. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me want to go to Bali. <laughs> Seriously, I I, uh, I, something came up for me earlier, and I think it was a. uh, I can't remember. One of you guys asked this question about like whether you think everybody can do poetry, or it's kind of ingrained in some people. And I think I always thought that it was ingrained in some people. And then I had this experience where I was at Windhorse Farms, which is like a kind of like a um, like heaven on earth. Yeah, it's like it's kind of like a Buddhist mindfulness yoga retreat that's in Nova Scotia. And we do these things called night walks. So the guy, the guy that runs this place is kind of the, he's like, he's like an 80 year old guy. You know, when you talk to people and you're just like, you're operating on like a different yeah, plane, yeah. like you're just, there, there's a wisdom there that like is inaccessible to a lot of people. And yeah. like your role on earth is to, to like, to like shower David it on people. Yeah. Like David McGinley. <laughs> and, uh, he leads these night walks where you go off onto trails that are on this, on this land and you go at night and it's completely oh, completely dark like you don't go by light at all it's and all old growth forest and you oh know, my god it just yeah, goes it forever amazing, yeah. it's and beautiful you you do it so i mean <laughs> you know the the your ability to see is completely dependent on what the night is so if it's like cloudy no moon behind the clouds um you know fall you can't see a thing if you go in winter there might be snow on the ground you can see really well so sort of the visibility has varying degrees but Every time I go and do that specifically, there's a time where we all go together, the whole group, and then this guy, Jim, he kind of goes, you know, now take 10, 15 minutes, go off on your own. Like, you can stay as a group, you can go off on your own, do your own little thing, and I'll call everybody back. And every time we do that, it's the only time poetry comes to me. Well, interesting. It's, and it's like, it's vivid every time. And I go out and I'm on my own. I'm looking up at the sky or the trees or whatever, or just listening and taking in sort of like the absolute blackness of the night. Sure. And words just like come in. And I never feel it any other time. I oh, never get it. It's crazy. It's nature, yeah. And I and I and I'd always and it, always, I always come back and I and I, I think about it and I try my best to memorize it. And and then write it down if I can still remember like an hour later when we get back. Oh, yeah. dude, you gotta bring you got to bring something next time you go. Yeah. You know, yeah a, sure. a napkin or something, like something just to write but on. you can't see. See, that original content, I'd crave <laughs> to put that on my walls. <laughs> well, I mean, like what, where does that come, where does that come for you? Because like, I, you know, I, I really love the idea that create, like creative ideas are literally just floating around. 
Yeah. And, and some of us have the ability to like reach up and grab them and pull them down. Or some of us are just like walking one day and it just hits us and we either take it and, and put it down and keep it and use it. Or we let it, we let it go and somebody else gets it and it, and it uh, becomes their, mm. you know, their creation, their thing. I love that. Yeah. What, what's your process? Like, what do you, where do you find, I know you were talking about, you know, you, you write a lot about cities and, 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 and the places you go and the, the experiences you have, you have, but like, how do you write? Um, that's a good question. And, and yeah, like I said, inspiration comes at all different times. I'll be like riding the motorcycle and, and I'll like pull over on the side of the road and like write something down. But, um, I, I try to like be more systematic when I, when I write, I have like a writing shack on the back of my property and, and it's filled with everything that kind of inspires me. Like, you know, books that I love, Hemingway books, Bukowski and all that. Um, and even like, candles and things and my typewriter and, and just like art that I like Basquiat, you know, whatever it is. Um, and just whatever inspires me and I'll just go back there and, and, um, you know, sometimes smoke a tobacco pipe and, and, um, sometimes I write and sometimes I don't, but like, like you said, you know, it's, you, you just crave those nights where just like things just come to you, you know, Mm -hmm. the other nights you're just staring at a candle waiting for it to say something profound to you. Do you you find that, do you you find that the wait, that the waiting when you wait is, it's, or if you're the expectation is that you're, you've created the setting that it won't maybe come. I know like I I try every time I go to that place and now it's become a thing where it's now it's in the back of my head. Like I'm like, when I go off in the woods, poetry will come to me. And that's and when it's it, like too that's, much pressure. That's when right? it doesn't. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, that's when it doesn't is when I'm like, it will. <laughs> well, Bukowski had a famous line that said, if you're trying to write, don't try. And like what he means by that is like, don't, uh, you know, it, it helps in writing to not like go out and try to write the best thing you've ever written and to more just like try to enjoy what you're doing, you know? And I think mm. it goes for anything mm. creative. And I mean, you guys are in a lot of creative spaces, <laughs> but it's like, don't go out and try just like go out and find if you're filmmaking, go out and, and like, remember that you enjoy the camera and like go and have fun with your friends and, mm. or whatever it is. And that's when like the real magic, yeah. in my opinion, and that's what yes. makes it sustainable too. Like if you're, if totally. you're feeling forced to do it, then yeah. then you're, you're not going to be able to do it forever because you're going to hate, you're going to hate the process. You're going to hate doing uh, it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, dude, this is, this has been really, really fun. I'm, I'm really like stoked that a, we were able with somehow we're like on the same kind of circuit. Like we're, we're here, going to Calgary. We're tomorrow, going to Calgary right? tomorrow. So You're funny. going to Calgary tonight. Um, but, uh, I love that we were able to connect and, and do this. Um, uh, but b- b- before we, we start to wrap it up, I know that you, you also just, just recently got into the, the world of podcasting as well. Yeah, I did. Um, um tell us about that. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, exciting and it's, and it's, and it's much different than this kind of, this kind of forum, but like we were wanting to create a new way to like bring poetry alive and other, like my words and and other people's like the greats, you know, and Mm -hmm. what we created was this like micro podcast, which is basically like a short poem every day with music and it comes out every single day and a longer one on Sunday. And it's just like a, like just a bite of poetry. It's supposed to bring like poetry into people's lives but it's the same thing you like you like little quotes it's kind of like affirmations and short quotes um and to start your day or end your day or like you know before sleep like a lot of people are hitting me up and saying it's great for for sleep oh hell yeah dude i yeah. listened to it last night before i went to bed you did and, no yeah I- and like i mean you know if you haven't if you haven't checked it out it's called naked on cashmere yeah and uh it is you know i I don't know who you got doing the sound design, but like it's the music is just 
It's good, so right? So chill. Yeah. This makes you feel good listening. To oh, it. you yeah. melt. You melt. Listen, it, it actually it sounds like what it would feel like to be naked surrounded by cashmere. I mean, that's literally like, <laughs> supposed to feel good. Perfect yeah. fucking name. Uh, uh, but it is. It is like it, I love. I love searching for podcasts to help me relax, help me sleep. Yeah, me too. And man, this is definitely one of those things. But also, you do get that like kind of punch of like some profound thought or some profound, you know, like little phrase that I don't know for like personally for me, I know I'm going to be using it as like this little sleep pill to be like, all right, time to have a nice fun little dream about frolic. I love that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's really fucking cool. Well, congrats on that. That's really, that's really sweet. Thank Um, you very much. Uh, and, and again, thank you so much for, for taking the time. Absolute pleasure. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. And best of luck on the, on the tour. I hope no one rips that mask off. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, no one got to, now I said it, it's going to happen. I, yeah, I, I was like, you said it on this podcast. We're not like, encouraging. Yeah. That. yeah. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and thank you all so much for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we will be back next week as we always are with another fantastic conversation. And, uh, Hey, in the meantime, do us a favor. Uh, do do both of us a favor. Go over to uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, hit the subscribe button for Naked on Cashmere, and listen to one episode. And then obviously just leave the rating and the review that will obviously come from that, which is a five star rating and a very lovely and poetic review. And then do the exact same thing for our show. Uh, and the more poetic, the better. Uh, you can get your inspiration over at Naked on Cashmere. Uh, and again, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. It really helps us stay on the Apple charts, Apple Podcast charts. Um, and allows more people to hear conversations just like this. Yeah, and this conversation, this Vancouver conversation, is brought to you by our our patrons over on Patreon.com. So thank you for all your support. You can go to Patreon.com slash SickBoy to contribute. We've got lots of awesome stuff on there if you are are one of our patrons. Patreon.com slash SickBoy. And a huge shout-out to Donovan the CPAP Morgan for the amazing sound design on this show. Um, Donovan, I know that you can actually one-up uh, Naked on Cashmere with uh, some soft, soothing music right here. So if you just want to put that in right here on the podcast, that would be great. Yeah, and then also make about. us feel like we're Naked on Cashmere, too, because uh, I really yeah. like the idea of that. It just feels really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck with whatever that sound is, Donovan. <laughs> <laughs> and as always, thanks to Jamesy the band for the music on the show. Um, we couldn't rock out to our intro and outro musics without you. I thought that was Naked on Cashmere. That is not Naked on Cashmere. That is your nasty mustache <laughs> rubbing against your microphone. <laughs> uh, that is it for this week. I'm Brian. Uh, I'm Taylor. I'm Jeremy. <laughs> I'm Atticus. And this is Sick Boy. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.